to the Wildly yeah, Terrible Podcast. <laughs> hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. Hi. Oh, my hi, gosh. Hi. So how many decks did you use for your year ahead spread this year? Just one. Oh. Yes, because I wanted to do it, like, really simple. And then I also did a six-month ahead spread with um, the Precious Possible Norman deck. Oh, yeah. So you did do I a six-month kind of did, too. That's Ish. smart because my reading, I did just sort of like my traditional reading and my, right. the second half of my year made very little sense to me. So I think that there's going to oh. be like a lot of adjustments that happen in the first half of the year. And so I right. think doing six months instead of an entire year was probably smart. Right. I did the, like for every month of the year, I did two cards. Like for, so I had like 24 cards essentially. Uh-huh. And just like for like thematic sort of stuff, like what to kind of expect for that month. And then because I knew like if it was a, a year ahead, like with Lenormand, I would get super overwhelmed and not know what anything meant. <laughs> so <laughs> Lenormand wants very specific time frames. So I think that's smart. Yeah. So I just did six months and it was like one of my, fr- I've tried like grand tableaus like in the past, uh-huh. but it hasn't like come intuitively or like come very easily but using precious possum was like opening experience and i was able to do Yay! it so. Yay! precious possum is our friend logan's kickstarter deck which is not yet on kickstarter but we'll definitely be talking about it more and talking with him about it more as we yes. get closer to the kickstarter yes, uh, yes, yes. but i'm really curious to see what your readings end up being like now that you've sort of like taken this huge weight off of your shoulders Right. Well, my cards for January ended up being like the three of candles, which is the three of wands, uh-huh. and the six of cups. And I was like, well, that's very fitting. Like, <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so. so I did. So when I do, I only did one year ahead reading for a client. Hey, Wendy, as I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but <laughs> I always do for each season, uh, sort of like what to expect, how to handle it, and the lessons mm-hmm. learned, and then a oh, right. theme card or two from. Um, compendium of constellations and kind of like a mantra card. And this year I used uh, inquire within Oracle. I don't know if you've seen that. It's like, Oh yes, It's, it's really yeah. pretty and simple. It's just like black on a white background with gold on the edges or whatever. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I did that for myself too. And then I also pulled a card for me for each month, a card for Nathan for each month and a card for like our household for each month. Mm-hmm. So, Though the seasonal stuff seemed pretty straightforward, but the like personal cards for each month. Uh-huh. So like the, the what to expect stuff was all seasonal. And then the theme cards right. was monthly. The theme cards for monthly stuff was a little bit less clear towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. which makes sense because none of it's ever set in stone and a lot can change sort of as we're moving right. through a year. Um, but generally I am, excited to see how it goes i love doing sort of like year ahead stuff like that yeah i got a lot of swords and i got a lot of court cards i got so that's so many court cards esther so many court cards i think i got almost like except for like i I had a like a lack of knights Uh but pretty much i got like all the court cards otherwise that's interesting yeah so for my seasonal one like i think that probably more than half of the cards ended up being court cards Mm -hmm. which is always so weird because it's kind of like huh okay well do i see this as like an archetype or should i be looking out for a person you know what i mean right 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 yeah it's interesting yeah because and well with mine being like mostly swords it was not any bad sword cards you know it's like 
like the it was just like oh, okay oh, oh i guess it's gonna be like a really really intellectual like, year. year yeah exactly what is your <laughs> numerological card for the year my numerological card for the year, I believe, is the is the Hierophant. Oh, cool. And my card for the year that I drew was Judgment. But I also drew Judgment two years ago when we started this leg of the podcast. Huh. So I was like, okay, I guess another Judgment year, like 2018, which was interesting. So big stuff moving and shaking Yeah, this no year, kidding. So. so mine is Strength, or if I, like, leave it to the last... Uh, why am I losing all of my words today? We already, we just recorded a Patreon episode and I like cannot come up with any words. In the Patreon episode, I couldn't think of the word dagger. Like I, what's wrong with me? Uh, if I think about like for numerology, you take your birthday and the year. So my birthday is May 16th. So I added five plus one plus six plus 2021. And that ended up being the star. And the, it was card mm-hmm. number 17. So that was like sort of the numerological initial solution and then I simplified it further to strength because I like to do it to the lowest simplification but I also really like those two paired together because I do think that like the strength idea is something that I'm really looking forward to and I'm talking like physical strength mental strength all of those sorts of different types of strength but then adding the addition of the star for like some hope is also really nice and I haven't gotten strength before I mean, obviously, but like last year, my card of the year was something else. And then the year before it was temperance. Yeah. Chariot, which ended up being, yeah, I love your brain. Thank you for being able to hold on to this information for me. It's like very random what my brain retains. So I was like, cause I remember cause we both had the same card last year or something. I forget what it was. Chariot. But then I'm, yeah, chariot. And the year before I was temperance. Do you remember my temperance year? Jesus Christ. Yes, I remember your temperance year, yes. I still feel like (laughs) the residual effects of my temperance year because it was just so It's like traumatic experience Yeah, it was just so much. But it's interesting because thinking about last year being chariot, like there was so little forward movement that we could possibly do given the state of the world and yet somehow still we made forward movement because of our book. Like it ended up being so much momentum because of other Mm -hmm. stuff that was going on, despite like literally not leaving the house at all. So that's really interesting. Yep. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm excited to see what 2021 brings us. And we're also like waking, like as we're recording, people are calling Georgia, the Georgia runoff race. So it like feels even kind of more optimistic for 2021 in some ways. I think so. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Everything's going to go. Holding thumbs is what my friends in Canada say. Oh, I like that. I'm like, I'm like, what is like, I don't understand what, how that would work. Like you do it like, like this, like you hold, like you hold your hand on hand, like with, I don't understand. Oh yeah. Canadians, please explain. Yeah. What actual movement is it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we need videos in TikTok talk form to explain this holding thumbs. Like, yeah, expression. exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm confused, but I like it. Uh, I'm always down for <laughs> weird Canadian sayings and stuff. <laughs> get into the ap- actual episode let me find the outline for myself well you're doing card of the day so. oh i am okay well yes. i guess i better it says 
Holly picks card. Oh, there we go. It's me. It's my turn. So I had a kitchen accident and have a big old Band-Aid on my thumb, which oh, right, I right, realized right. is basically making it impossible for me to shuffle the way I normally like to. Um, because it turns out that you need an opposable thumb to shuffle. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who knew? The opposable thumb thing has come up for me so much in the last two days because I'm trying not to use it. I like took, uh, yeah, it was a pretty gruesome kitchen injury. Um, but yeah, I'm just like having to readjust how I do a lot of things, including like bathing. Oh, just because like you just like stick your hand up in the shower. But and then just do, bathing kinda... your whole body with only one hand is hard to me because yeah. I have a large yeah. body. <laughs> well, with my, my husband just had surgery, like carpal tunnel surgery, and he has like a full cast on his oh arm, gosh. like above his elbow. And um, so we're having to put like trash bags over his arm. Just with tape? I think I might just honestly do that. It's, I mean, it's, it's just helpful. And then you don't have to just like switch band-aids or anything like that. Yeah. You can kind of use it if you want to. You exactly. Know? <laughs> when I was a kid, my brother broke his arm like six times because he was just a very clumsy child. It would always be like all of us were running around in a park and he would trip over a sidewalk and break oh his arm. Oh my god! Like it was just, of course. it was like the most random stuff. But anyway, he... We got so used to, like, as a family, doing the mm-hmm. garbage bag wrap thing garbage so he bag. could bathe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sure Will's like, please don't tell that story. <laughs> it's fine. My husband's been there, too. It currently. happens to so all of fine. us. If you break a bone, you got to deal with that. Uh, okay, so our card for the episode today is the Nine of Coins. Ooh, I like that card. I love the nine of coins always. I do too. It's so like fun and just happy and accomplished and luxurious and fun. Perfect card for the day. It is. Okay. So for our first question from the episode, we are reading a letter from Sarah and she says, the last few years of my life have not been kind. I got a divorce, bought the house from hell, lost my father and a pandemic. Now, my job of 17 years will be letting me go on my birthday of all days in January. This is not pandemic related. It's been in the works for a good long while. The good news is that I will get a pretty great severance package six months. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really nice. I also fully intend to take time off of work to do some much needed healing and refocusing. Smart. Yay. Yay. I know. Very smart, Sarah. (laughs) Do the cards have any guidance around how I should be using this time to make the most of it? Also, what should I be looking for with my re-entry into the workforce? I love the idea of spending some of the six months off to do some healing. It seems like you've been through the ringer. Me too. (laughs) I like that. I think we could just start with how should I be using the time to make the most of it? Yeah, I like both questions. I know. Very straightforward. Thank you. Made our job a lot easier. (laughs) All right. How to make the most of the time off. Oh, interesting. What did you get? (laughs) Your face. (laughs) I was looking at this because I'm using, um, I'm using, oh, what's it called? I'm using Fifth Spirit Tarot and I looked and I just see this house. I'm like, okay, and it has an X. I'm like, okay, it's a 10. But is it like a 10 in the major arcana? And then I saw the pentacles are on the roof. I'm like, oh, oh, you're like, oh there they are. Jesus. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, make it obvious what this is. Cause I'm pretty sure probably the 10 of pentacles because it's a house. I just like 10 of pentacles is just easy peasy setting up for your future. 
yeah. enjoying the time you have now. And I got the eight of wands and the seven of coins. So I feel like the setting up for the future thing kind of makes a little bit of sense. Like rather than being totally inward, actually make real plans and put effort towards moving mm -hmm. forward and kind of like what your ideal vision of your like life could be like. So right, I think right. that that's an interesting thing to be paired with the idea of taking time to do healing. But I also really mm -hmm. love the active healing involved with like moving forward, like making plans, creating mm -hmm. structure, like, you know, formulating things you can be doing in your actual surroundings in order to like make the most of what you want your life to be like. And then actually taking action with that eight of right. wands. Like it's not just about like understanding what you want, but it's also about like moving, like move forward, create that mm -hmm. change and kind of put some effort into it. Right. And it's not to me like a, like set of cards that are saying something like, Oh, you should find another job immediately. Or, Oh, you no, should do no, this. No, no, to me, no. it's like long lasting, like dynasty sort of yeah, like futuristic stuff. What do you want your legacy, your life, your, right. You know, settle, most settled goals and dreams. Doing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think that that's a really good way to think about sort of like spending some quality time. Healing is like not just about mm -hmm. turning inward, but also about doing stuff and getting stuff done. Mm -hmm. So let's pull some cards for the re-entry into the workforce for Sarah. She yeah. also, and I didn't include this in the outline, but she also was like, I also would like to ask about romance, but I don't even have the like mental space for that right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, you will, oh. Sarah, if that's what you yeah, want. Yeah, when, you, you, when you do, you can ask us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. We don't have a limit on questions you can ask. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. What did you get? I got the four of pentacles and the seven of pentacles. I got the four of cups and the two okay. of cups. Four of pentacles and the seven of pentacles. So I think that the, that probably what you're looking at when you're moving forward work-wise is something that you already sort of have some background in, but maybe didn't consider mm -hmm. as an option for you. But it feels like something that's really aligned with your skill set. Like, the four mm -hmm. of pentacles to me says it's like something you already have, like something that you yeah. hold very dear. And then the two of cups makes it feel like it's something that you're really aligned with something that feels like emotionally fulfilling and mm -hmm. sort of like meaningful. And like, you're getting as much out of it as you are able to give to it almost. Right. Yeah, with the seven, it kind of like aligns with, um, it also being something that's your that's known and that you've done before. Yeah, that something that you, it would be it like keeps... something that is familiar. And I think that then right. when you bring in the Four of Cups, if you think about the Four of Cups energy, it's like having those three cups in front of you and not being satisfied with them, but still having the one that's being offered. And so I think that the one that's being offered is maybe something that like suits all those needs that you're familiar with, that you're good at, that you mm -hmm. get a lot out of, but you haven't considered it as like, a full-time thing or like your actual right. career path. And it may be already something that you already know about too. That's already been on your radar and yeah. you just haven't like considered it before. And then now that you're without work, it's like, Oh, sorry. Dean just came in and like shook his booty. So it's probably <laughs> on my audio. Um, but it's probably something that's already known to you, but yeah. you just haven't considered it as a full-time position before. Exactly. Which I think makes a lot of sense when paired with sort of the general vibes for this, like, I guess sabbatical the next six months where you're yeah. not working is like 
thinking about what you want your legacy to be in general, thinking about that 10 of pentacles energy may help you narrow down how to move forward work-wise because it is something Mm -hmm. that you already feel so good about and like you get so much out of it. So if you think about what you want your legacy to be more generally, it can also lead you to some realizations about like career stuff and what would be a good fit with that. Right. How exciting, Sarah. I'm really looking forward to this for you. I think that like, yeah, the last few years seem pretty chaotic Losing a parent, right. divorcing, having a house situation that's a nightmare, and then also yeah, sort also of the global pa- issues. <laughs> yes, I know. Yes, exactly. It's just yeah. a so lot. Yeah, but the good luck, Sarah, and keep us updated. We're excited to see how this goes. I know. So proud of you for taking these steps to heal yourself. Seriously. I love it. And our second question is from somebody named Holly. Best name on the planet, if you ask me. <laughs> Uh, Holly says, and we've actually had a couple questions, or maybe this is the second question from somebody named Holly. I just love, yeah, I, I mean, so. there's just not that many of us, you know, there's your not. name is Esther. Yeah. It's the same exact thing. Like neither of us have very <laughs> common names. And so it's so thrilling to find other people with it. Um, but anyway, Holly says, I've been qualified as a midwife for just over a month and I'm really struggling with confidence. Sometimes I feel so anxious before a shift that I don't sleep. As a student, I took far longer to learn practical skills like catheterization and taking blood than other girls in my cohort. I'm being well supported by the practice development midwives, and I know my confidence and knowledge will grow throughout my newly qualified year, but I can't help feeling quite down after some tough shifts or when I see other girls in my cohort managing more complex cases with apparent ease. How can I adjust my mindset and have a more positive outlook? So I feel like... I have been thinking about this sort of thing a lot because my sister's in her first year post grad school in a field that she really loves, but sometimes it's hard when you're just out of school or just through a Mm -hmm. program to really build up that confidence. So I think it's really smart to be thinking about ways to adjust your mindset, because as you say in the question, Holly, like, you know, that you'll get more confident with more experience, which is totally true. And honestly, probably the other people in your cohort are faking it till they make it too. like mm-hmm. everyone's learning. And also yeah. the other thing is that I think that feeling less confident about those like technical skills initially gives you the opportunity to beef up other skills that are helpful, like how to communicate with people, bedside manner, like all of those mm-hmm. soft skills. And then with practice, you'll get more confident with the technical skills. Yes. Yes. So you can be like the freaking best midwife ever because you're the easiest person to be around or the most wonderful person to be around. And then you'll, as you go through this first year post certification or whatever, I'm not sure what the process is. You'll get more confident and better at those technical things too. Yes. Yes. But how can Holly adjust her mindset? Yeah. Just as a sister of like, many nurses it just takes just practice like yeah the the fact that insecurity is there means that you care right that's what i have to come back to like and that's a good thing yeah if you just kind of went in willy-nilly jabbing people that would be bad exactly (laughs) we've talked about this before just like esther and me individually where it's like we all have worked with those people who are just so confident going into stuff and then if they fuck up or whatever they it really doesn't bother them they're just like "Eh, whatever moving on that is not how i 
act or can bring my no. brain to work. So it's always really confusing right. when I accidentally mess something up. It really messes me up because I feel mm-hmm. so horrible about it. And that's the way that I'd prefer to be rather than being somebody who's just like sort of reckless and doesn't care. And then when there's a mess up is like, well, how was I supposed to know? And like making excuses. Right. It's better right. to think I'm not sure if I'm doing this right and practice it over and over and over again because of that. That gives you so mm-hmm. much more to go back to. Than right. just being like, well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> right, right. And making like, in your case, it could be even like a, you know, a mistake that could make like have repercussions. So to me, it's just like, it's better for you to be so caring and so careful. So careful. Yeah. And, so slow. Yeah. Like if you need to take more time to take blood, take more time to take blood. Yeah. Yeah. But Adjusting your mindset because we do believe in you and we know that you believe in yourself that this newly qualified year will be pretty transformative. But how can you adjust your mindset right now and have a more positive outlook? Oh, my gosh. All these cards are flying everywhere. The whole entire arcana is saying. (laughs) Oh, I just got the magician. So maybe the whole entire arcana flying out is on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. I got the magician and the nine of wands. Okay. And I got strength. So I think that's just pretty, yeah, pretty on par for, yeah, it feels pretty straightforward with strength and the magician. It's basically being like, you have this strong ability to sort of transform the way that all of this works and the way that you see Mm -hmm. yourself in this situation and kind of separating that from the nine of wands being like, yeah, it can feel sort of exhausting. You can feel sort of tired, but you can still understand that you have all of this manifestation and strength within you. It's like you can do both and that will lead mm-hmm. to a more positive mindset about stuff. Right. You have all of the tools in your, your toolbox now to be capable and have things, but you have to have that sort of like gumption to know that it's in you and that you can yeah, use it. You to have to believe advantage. in your power. Almost. Right. Right. And with strength, it's like, we always say like with strength, it's like that soft strength. That's very loving and caring. And I think that that's already within you. Yeah. It's just seeing that within yourself and knowing that these tools are at your disposal and using them and being conf- more confident and kind of like Holly said, fake it till you make it. Everyone's kind of doing that anyway, but just kind of get that magician, you know, energy within you to like fake it even grandeur yeah totally no that totally makes sense (laughs) i totally agree good luck holly and just keep doing it like don't yeah don't get in your head too much about it just keep practicing i mean you won't be able to pass it like get the certification Mm -hmm. if you're actually bad they're letting you get this far you must be good at right (laughs) yeah totally I love the exactly. I love all of the discourse about changing your imposter syndrome into scam artist syndrome where you're like, yes, I scammed them <laughs> so good. So bad. <laughs> I know. I love it so much. It's so true. Exactly. Good luck, Holly. <laughs> and keep us updated. I, I think that midwives are yeah. really cool. And I'm so curious to see how your journey goes. And we've say we've yes. been saying keep us updated so much lately, but we really do mean it. Like, yeah, we do mean it. We yeah. actually do want to hear from people about how stuff is going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plus, you got the best name, so. <laughs> Just saying. Shall we shout out some Patreon supporters? Yay! Yay! So, our Patreon supporters are the best. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash podcast. And like we say every week, there's a ton of stuff up there. We're recapping the first season of Charmed right now, but there's also... 
episodes about the minor arcana um, and the major arcana that was kind of widely released to everyone is there for everyone to listen to. But we also have episodes about the minor mm-hmm. arcana. There is some fanfic that Esther wrote that we have up there where she reads to me from her fanfic <laughs> about not childhood, but Anne like Shirley. teenage years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Holly has like a planner for 2021 that like a daily planner. I keep it on my desk at work so I can track my water. I can track my car of the day. Yeah. I can track what I need to get done. And even though I have like a big planner and whatever, it's just nice to have that little Simple like one. miniature planner yeah, totally. beside me on my day. And so. you also can totally just print off the tracking sheets if you don't care about the yeah. monthly stuff. Like it's just not, it's just for your own use. And it's just right. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, So we really appreciate all of you. And if you'd like to support us, but you don't want to make the commitment to a monthly Patreon supporting situation, you can also support us by donating to us on wildlytarot.com and our shop, basically like buying a donation that is also super appreciated. And we love you no matter what, but let's read some cards for our newest Patreon supporters. Would you like to go first, Esther? Yes, I will draw a card for Jody from Fifth Spirit Tarot. Let me see. Just a moment. Jody, your card is the Ten of Swords. Oh, good luck, Jody. I love that. Good card, luck, Jody. <laughs> and Stassi, your card is the Six of Blades. Ooh, lots of swords in this. Lots one. of swords in this Patreon shout out hey. situation. What's going on, you two? Yeah. <laughs> We love you. We appreciate your support. Yes, we do so much. And announcements. Is it time? Is it time? I don't know. I'm a bit mixed feelings. I feel like we should have a cover, but I also know the same time. Like, I try to look for it in the search engine and it's not there. So maybe it is time for us to just kind of link it in the show notes and kind of drop it there for people to go explore. So what we're vaguely talking about is that our friend Amanda... From Indie Deck Review, the editor of Indie Deck Review, uh, messaged us on Instagram two days ago and said that she found our book available for Amazon pre-order. What? (laughs) And we stopped being able to breathe for a minute. Yeah. I was like, I was like what and i know it's for like seo stuff like the earlier they get like our names and the book stuff out there like the longer like search engines will get used to us being the most popular search but still at the same time still forgetting to breathe so it's just bananas uh and so exciting and completely mind-boggling that that is there and i know that like i've pre-ordered stuff a year in advance before but oh yeah because the pre-order is available on Amazon now, we have an actual release date, which is September 7th of 2021. It's 2021. <laughs> <laughs> a birthday. Holly, we have a book birthday. A I book never thought. Birthday. And you, birthday. you, yes, you, listener, listening yes. right now, can pre-order it on Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We obviously want you to support local booksellers. So if you can't do that, that's fine. You want to wait till it's available through a local yep, bookseller. Totally cool. We totally get it. But if you would like to pre-order on Amazon, it is there and official. We'll link it. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes and in the Facebook page. So you can have just a quick clickety click. And I guess we should say the actual title too, right? <laughs> Yeah. The actual title of our book that is coming out on September 7th, 2021 by Holly Adams Easley and 
Esther Joy Archer, Esther's actual real life name, real she's life out name. in the world now, <laughs> uh, is called The History of Tarot Art, Demystifying the Art and Arcana Deck by Deck. <laughs> I love that name. At first I was unsure, like the history of tarot art. I was like, does that sound boring? The, but the subtitle, really Esther. It. Okay, so is this is like a weird thing is that we'd never seen that subtitle before. No, we never had. And I was just like, oh, I like that subtitle. Thank it's you. It's so, so good. I love so it. Good. I love the subtitle. It like makes me want to cry. Like we. I know. I mean, it still has to be approved and printed and all and of that printed stuff. printed and all this other stuff. But yeah. it feels so wild to see it on yeah. Amazon and to see the whole title demystifying the art and arcana deck by deck is just like perfect. It's exactly what it is. It's yep. exactly what it Love is. It. So succinctly. And yep. if all of this whole thing falls apart and the deck isn't published now, I will be actually sad in a way that I, yeah. <laughs> when we first started writing, we're like, well, this will be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then it's the, like the worst emotional roller coaster we've ever been on. Best. It was the best emotional roller coaster. Okay, best. It was okay. the most chaotic. chaotic. We learned a lot, but yeah, it's up there for pre-order. I made my mom pre-order it, even though I will likely have a copy for her. But yeah. obviously September is like nine months away. So a lot can happen before then. But if you'd like to pre-order, you won't be charged until it ships. Exactly. Amazon, so just and saying. you won't forget about it. Yep. Exactly. We'll talk about it a thousand times because I'm More sure times. that the publisher has like a idea of what they would like us to be talking about specifically. But this is just like, yeah, Amanda sent us an Instagram thing and we couldn't get our shit together about it. At all. Yeah. Well, we're not quite sure what shit we have to get together about it because we've got nothing other than like the submitted manuscript. So. Yeah, exactly. We did get cover <laughs> options the other day, but that we is did. still like obviously in flux. Anyway, uh, Haley and Beth, if you're listening to this, we love you. Yes, we <laughs> love you. And hopefully you're not mad at us for mentioning it. <laughs> well, at least they have an idea of pre orders, like how many are coming in and stuff like that. So. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's just so exciting. Anyway, we have other stuff to talk about, but this has been like such a huge part of our 2020. And so the idea that there's like a title and a pre-order link is just mind blowing. Like, yes, mind blowing. Yep. So speaking of legacies and I mean, that's like the craziest thing as they're not craziest. I guess the most awe inspiring thing to me is that you have had to go through so many moments of self-discovery to get to a point where like your actual name is on the book. Oh, and you've had to like do things that really scared you for a really long time in order to do that. And it's so cool to get to be a part of that. Like we get to be linked. I just feel like I get to be part of this like really amazing moment in your life. Like blossoming and yeah. Becoming into my own self essentially yeah, yeah. i'm like esther, in my own terms and stuff, esther so, joy yeah. archer you're gonna have to get used to it girl now you can tell the fun anecdotes that involve puns on your last name because people will know. know what it is you don't have to keep it to yourself <laughs> anymore and i don't have to keep hiding my husband's name anymore because yeah we can <laughs> like just... you know i can just say his name which yeah. i won't because i'm gonna leave have like an air of mystery for future episodes but i'm just saying in general <laughs> Like <laughs> an air of mystery. And I just would like you to remember that your Aries husband is the opposite of mysterious. He is no, very... yes. oh, this is very true. He's, he's like the, the, he's not even low key. He's like the one who's probably like giving me away the most. I know. For the, seriously, for the last two years, your husband has been posting shit about with tarot cards and crystals in the background on his 
Instagram that your family follows. And you're just like, well, well, I've, I had it like the first, when he first initially started doing it, I would have like panic attacks. Like, babe, you got to take that down. Like, my family's going to see it. They're not going to understand. Like, you got to take it down. But then I was like, he's enthusiastic about the animals. He likes my stuff. Yeah. Just let him be happy. Like, yeah. Just kind of like, just let him be happy. And no one was picking it up. So it was fine. If they find, right. If they, if my family finds out, like, I just finally got to a point where it's just like, if they find out, I'm going to panic. Yes. Absolutely going to panic. But, I'll at least, you know, at least we can start a, you know, conversation from that. Yeah. But I'm totally. not going to, you know, keep like overlording, like and nagging him as a wife being like, yeah, you can't post this because yeah. it's, it's his life too. And you know, whatever, yeah, it's so. his house too. Like there's, you know, yeah. it's your stuff in the background of pictures that he's taking in your living room, you know, like, <laughs> cause he, I just think it's funny. Cause you just like, he's like, Ooh, this is cool. I like this. I know. Oh, shiny thing. <laughs> so speaking of the devil, he just popped out. So he knows we're talking about him. Yeah. He's, he's like, who, me? <laughs> who, me? What am I doing? What is this? What are you <laughs> okay, so do you want to talk about our deck this week? And then we can talk more about the book yes. for the rest of our lives. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm excited about this deck. I'm so excited this about this deck because you bought it. And then you're like, I bought the Future Ancestors Tarot deck. And then you linked to the Lexa Luna Studios Instagram. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. like immediately bought it myself like yeah yeah. immediately it is so our vibe it's actually the Uh intersection of where our vibes meet because we do have some different tastes and stuff but it's just (laughs) yes 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 so cool so the future ancestors tarot is from alexa villanueva from lexa luna studio she's a ceramicist primarily Mm -hmm. um but she created this deck during the spring initial spring sort of shutdowns or whatever Uh, For the pandemic. And it is so beautiful. Honestly. So normally when I do the outlines for these. I always include like what the author says about their own deck. Sort of in the like Uh listing for the deck. As sort of the intro to it. Her website is so beautiful. Some of the things she writes about this deck. Made me fully tear up. So I would definitely. Suggest going to her website. To read what she says about it. Because I Mm -hmm. there isn't enough time for us to like recap all of it but her writing is beautiful so in addition to being a talented ceramicist a very very good tarot deck creator and artist Mm -hmm. she's also a beautiful writer yeah Um, like i was crying like reading things because you could tell it's so heartfelt yeah it's it's so so heartfelt it's so gorgeous there's a lot of attributing like inspiration to her grandfathers both of which she lost in the spring um mm-hmm. and it's just like one of the most heartfelt and like vulnerable almost yes. websites that I've seen for a tarot deck. So I would definitely and it's also so personal. Like rather than talking about yes, sort of yes, like yes. general spirit, like what ancestors mean, she's talking about what ancestors mean to her. To and her, that makes it right. even more universal feeling in some way because like yeah. what she's experiencing are these universal feelings of grief and mm-hmm. hope and right. all of the stuff. So it's just the most beautiful website and her stuff is just really, really cool. So right. a brief overview of what she says about it is this tarot deck is a love letter for hope, gratitude, and commitment to honoring the land we live on the path. Our ancestors took to get us where we are here and now and moving forward, understanding the ripple effect our actions have on future generations to come. I just feel like that's like a theme for 2020, like spring of 2020. All of those things were like sort of universal themes, especially in sort of like the socially aware spiritual community. 
Um, then she goes on to say, whether you're a tarot beginner or a seasoned reader, the future ancestor tarot is a beautiful tool to connect with your intuition and dreams. The creation of the sacred deck began in the spring of 2020 using Sumi ink, watercolor paper, scissors, and fallen leaves and flowers from my surrounding home in the Duwamish territory, also known as Seattle, Washington. In these turbulent and uncertain times, I sincerely hope that these gentle cards provide you with a sense of comfort, grounding, and loving guidance to keep you company whenever you need it. Uh, so there have been a few name changes to the deck, all of which we will talk about now, I guess. So the magician has been changed to the alchemist, which is really the only thing that's a little bit questiony to me, just because Mm -hmm. since we've been writing this book, we know that a lot of the times temperance is the alchemist rather than the magician being the alchemist. But I think in like the modern understanding of alchemy, the magician is a pretty good comparison. If you're sort of removing it from like the golden dawn and right yeah it's, for me it, it took a moment because when of course like you're you're reading with it it's just kind of like wait is the alchemist temperance but yeah then drew temperance i was like no nope, it can't be can't temperance, be temperance. So then i figured it was <laughs> you know, so that was like it's oh it's the magician which it does make sense like in the sense of like alchemy and the history of alchemy and it, they were considered magicians yeah time, totally sort of thing like like the role of that makes sense but definitely at first being from like the tarot golden dawn sort of era like yeah influence yeah it's more of like temperance because that's also like that. that blur that's also that it's the act of alchemy in temperance where the magician is the alchemist, alchemist. yeah to- that's a really good so. distinction uh also the hierophant has become virtue and the hanged man metamorphosis so there is mm-hmm. sort of a shift from those traditional meanings in there too because the hierophant isn't necessarily about virtue but um, Alexa's understanding of it is the, or I guess definition of it involves like living by what you've been taught in some ways. Mm-hmm. So that's why it would yeah. be with the Hierophant. Um, and then, like I said, Hanged Man is metamorphosis. And so that is kind of about discomfort and growth through discomfort, which being hung upside down would be uncomfortable. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. At first metamorphosis, I was trying to think like, is this death? And then of course I found the death card. I know. I had the same thing. And then I was like, is it the the tower? And like, no, I found the tower card. So so it it takes a second to sort of get um, focused on their vision. But once you understand where they're coming from, just like with, with the hanged band metamorphosis being upside down and uncomfortable, yeah. you understand the process of it, but it's just kind of getting to her, per- Alexis's personal keywords to then like realize like, Oh, okay. So this was the intent of the name change. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Also, you just called her Alexis, which is funny because oh, her name is Alexa, but you have oh, been man. singing. <laughs> The, a little, a little bit, Alexis. bit of Alexis song la, la, all morning. Esther <laughs> sent me the full length of song for a little bit of Alexis from Shit's Creek. Shit's so. Creek. So it's in like literally my head. It's literally <laughs> just looping in my head. It was close enough. I'm sorry, Alexa. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. Okay. It's similar. Uh, and then the suits are candles, cups, needles, and seeds. So candles are wands, swords are needles. And sorry, needles are swords and seeds are pentacles. I don't always love renaming these things, but I do think Mm -hmm. that needles is really good. And I do really, really like the seeds as pentacles. And I know it's not like the first time that's ever been done, but every single time I see it, I love it. 
Yes. Because it makes it immediately feel so much more earthy than pentacles. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, and to me, these are all, all like home items too. Yeah. So like to me, that kind of even brought it more like the homey feel into this deck rather than just kind of like using sticks or random things like what we discussed with fifth spirit tarot candles yeah. or fire or flames or light sources. I really like the use of all of the items in this deck Yeah. to be able like to bring that homey feeling kind of closer. See, that's to your cancer moon and rising. We're just like very homey people. over here. <laughs> uh, and then the core cards have also been renamed and I also really liked this. So, so page mm-hmm. becomes student Knight becomes explorer. Queen becomes listener, which I have not seen before, but really mm-hmm. like. Love it. Yeah. And king becomes maker. And I I think that that might be my favorite variation of court cards that I've I seen. Think because so. people really struggle with queen, I think. Yeah, yeah. And listener is a really good one. Yeah. It's because, like, it implies... I mean, it's it's definitely, like not something that only like it's like a feminine quality if it makes any sense yeah like, if it make, you know where it's more of like a quieter sort of like internal process and saying nurturer also is because i think nurture is probably one of the ones that is most commonly sort of like mm-hmm. put in for queen i think listener feels stronger than nurturer yes. like the listener yes. is doing something you're actively doing something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like something that you're taking, like you're participating in rather mm-hmm. than just like nurturing, which has so many different de- definitions, but also feels so much more about the person being nurtured rather than the person yes. nurturing. So I just right. really love those name changes. Yeah. The, so I think much. this is my favorite court card variation from any deck. Cause I know that we liked um, Mesquite Tarot. But some of them, like, I would still get the king and the queens variations mixed up. And maker and listener is just so... So different implications. So I really like that a lot, lot, lot. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so where you can find the deck, those are all the variations and names. But the deck is available on Alexa's website, which is lexaluna.com. I think it's also on Etsy. If you search for Future Ancestors Tarot, but I know that I bought it through her actual website. Yeah, I bought it through the website as well. Um, And so it's totally available. The cultural components. So Alexa is Filipina American. And so it's hard to say what like sort of race makeup the cards have. Mm -hmm. I think every single card could be non-white. Yeah, like there's yeah. no sense of like a default race being white, which I, I think is kind right. of like something that some decks struggle with, even if they are incredibly diverse. But the other thing is that the art style is so mm-hmm. simplified and almost like caricature esque. Like it's yeah. very simplified lines that I just think that it's sort of like incredibly ambiguous. And the figures have mm-hmm. all sorts of different shades of skin tone, but the only colors in the entire deck really are the leaves. Everything else is just like shades of gray and black and white. So I think that it's pretty ambiguous in terms of like some of the racial components, the LGBTQ Mm -hmm. plus representation feels fairly strong because almost any sort of family oriented or couple oriented card seems to also have very ambiguous figures in them. Right, Um, right. So I think that in general, it's like a very sort of like ethnically ambiguous, 
genderly ambiguous, genderly ambiguous, right? Genderly, uh, gender <laughs> ambiguous deck, so it doesn't feel exclusionary, really, right? Um, right. But it's also not like making a point to have like very obvious distinctions. Right, exactly. Yeah. But there's also a lot of body shape diversity. There's a lot of really soft I, lo- I love the softy, squishy. There's like, so that's many one of the squishy bodies. I love softy, yeah. squishy bodies. And it's that's like, like, it's kind of like implies that you want to like hug it and it's so yeah. soft and inviting. Yeah, exactly. It feels like warm in some way. Yes. Like all the figures are like squishy, lovey. Like it just is so welcoming, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, the only colors in it are the green of the greenery. I just think that it's so stunning to have. I love, love, love black and white drawing. Uh, my All my favorite decks mm-hmm. are like pretty like that. You know that I love just yeah. a black and white color frame uh, and line drawings and decks. But I think the addition of all of the plant life is so mm-hmm. cool. And it's not in every card at all. No. There are some that don't no. have any at all, but it's so effective in the cards that they are used for. Um, Mm -hmm. So it feels like we've said already, very earthy, very homey um, and sort of insular. Like it feels like you're in a little brightly lit cottage in the middle of a forest almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me with line drawing decks, it can get overwhelming really fast. But just the contrast of like the watercolors used and the line drawing, it's very simple. And so it doesn't. And with the addition of like the foliage. It doesn't overwhelm. It's very, it's like, I would even say it's kind of minimalistic too. Yeah. Even on like some of the other cards that have like multiple, you know, leaves and other things on them. It's still quite a minimalist type of deck. Totally. It's not a lot. There's not a lot of stuff going on. I think most of it is because there's not really any backgrounds. Like it's all sort of like focused on the figures and an activity that they're doing. And then there isn't a lot Mm -hmm. of, I guess, superfluous, like action you know yeah or like patterns to kind of make things pop or like you know things like that where yeah. some cards it's just like patterns everywhere or like some and background her, filling on her website she talks about how like when she started this all the art stores were closed because it was at the beginning of all of the shutdowns and seattle was one of the first american cities to have like really serious covid19 spikes like that mm-hmm. was happening in february and like the yeah, beginning yeah. of march like way before it had hit the rest of the country In the same way. And so stuff was really, really shut down. And so she says, like, I had to just use stuff that was around. Mm -hmm. Like the stuff that I used was stuff that I already owned, which is why it is ink, watercolor and greenery. It's not like she could go get like oil crayons mm -hmm. or whatever. Like it had to be literally what she had. And it like job well done. Like this is one. It's one of like surprisingly one of I use this for my year head spread because mm-hmm. I love this deck so much. Yeah. And I wanted it to be the deck to nurture me through this out this year. Yeah. You know, I think nurturing year. is exactly, exactly right. So level of readings it's appropriate for. I think that it's really, really accessible, but the name changes do mean that you probably should have some pretty good sense of sort of traditional mm-hmm. RWS meanings. Uh, yeah. Just because if this were the only deck you had, it wouldn't, necessarily be like a training deck that would help you right then be able to move on to any deck that you wanted but i do yeah. think that the imagery is simple enough that uh, somebody who's super new to tarot could easily pick it up it's just those oh yeah that could be confusing yeah 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 i agree uh 
I guess it's time for favorite cards. I can't wait to hear what yours are because I know how much you love this deck. I know. Well, I was I was like, can I just say the whole deck? <laughs> and we can just spend the rest card. of like the two hours of this podcast going through each card while we love each card, <laughs> but I won't do that. So I just like chose the ultimate cards I just really adore. Yay. So let me get them in some sort of order here. Okay. Major, major. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Okay, so first I'll start with the Four of Needles, which is the Four of Swords. Uh-huh. And I just love that there's this hammock, and it looks so restful and cozy. It looks like a peapot almost that the person is yeah. snuggling in. I love that it's, it's like a hammock so instead of a crypt. Yes, me too. I like love that. It actually so looks restful, like very, very it restful. It does. It looks so <laughs> cozy. Like this deck is like very much up my alley. I'm like, yeah. there's plants everywhere, there's cuddly <laughs> people everywhere. Um, and then I'll go through majors. I love the moon card because this figure's dancing around the moon. That's yeah. like, it, there's not many cards that are like where the background is black almost, but the foliage on top of the black doesn't like, is a nice sort of like contrast almost. It doesn't yeah. blend into the background, but it's just, it gives you a little pop of color there. That's one of my favorites like a, too. I love the moon card. It's a snoozy little moon. It's a snoozy like, crescent so snoozy. moon. There's like people dancing all around it. There's greenery. It has that dark background. And then the earth is below them. So it still feels very rooted. Um, mm-hmm. But the mysterious sort of like unknown of the moon feels much softer because the moon yeah. feels so soft. Yeah. So snoozy. Um, and then I do like the temperance cards, mostly because the leaves and the contrast of the leaves, like holding that balance in her, their hand yeah. like that is just so sweet and pretty. And I love that bun on top too. Like it's so cute. <laughs> I wish I could get a bun like that with working with my hair, but it just doesn't, it never works out. So. I believe in you. I bet you could. A bit jealous. Um, I also love the three of cups, not only because like, it's one of my favorite cards in general. And there's like three <laughs> car- like cups that are just kind of like, like kind of balancing on the waves of hair. Almost. Yeah. Like, they look like they're on like sea waves, but also like there's this one kiss in the other one. So sweet. They're it's just so, so snuggled. They're all like snuggled in bed together. Like that's what it kind of feels like to me. They're like all snuggled in bed, just having a good time. Like not like a good time as in like a sexual good time, but just like yeah, a snuggly, just like cuddly a sweet good time. time. They're just like cozy and, like, and cuddly. Just like I love you, and here's a kiss on the cheek. It's for you just like I love you. such a vibe, Aster. It is. It's so good. And then my last favorite card, which is not. I mean, like I said, the whole deck could be a fave, but the nine of cups because this is me. Every Saturday, I've been doing a ritual <laughs> in my bathtub, like. On the phone. Oh, wait, no, she's holding a cup. It's it's a cup. She's holding a cup. (laughs) But yeah, it's just like, I love it so much. Like, she's just in a bathtub and so luxurious at the same time. Like, you're so full of all this love. It just feels so so, well, also because you had to work so hard to get that tub because there isn't (laughs) one in your apartment. But it's kind of like (laughs) that sense of accomplishment, which is such a nine of cups mode to just be like, I did it. (laughs) I did it. It's done. Look at this bathtub and it's glorious. It's glorious. So, So, yes, I overlap with you with the moon. Um, I also really love the judgment card because it's a figure looking in the mirror, but in her reflection is sort of like constellations and sort of like the universe. Mm -hmm. And I just really like that because I think that sometimes judgment can be so like, what is my role in the universe? And this is saying, Mm -hmm. like, how do I see the universe within myself? And I really like that. Um, The other. Oh, no, I have two more major arcanas. Um, the devil is just very fun. It's another one of the cards with a black background and she's just, Oh dancing. yes. Yes. 
<laughs> She's just like yep. a, a nudie booty dancing. <laughs> and it just looks so fun and so cute. And I just really, really, yeah. really love it. Um, the Hermit is my last favorite major arcana because it's just somebody sitting on a stack of books reading. So like the Nine oh, of yes. Cups is your weekend activity. The Hermit <laughs> is my weekend activity. So it's a figure just sitting on books, reading a book. And then there's like just very simplified, almost like bay leaf leaves in uh-huh. the background. And so it has some of that, like, I guess sacredness of like the Mm -hmm. idea of the hermit being in solitude, but also the activity that I prefer while being in solitude. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I also really love the four of candles. So the four of wands is such a celebratory card, but it's these two figures sort of in each other's arms, lighting candles together. And it feels sort of ritualistic and Mm -hmm. family oriented, which I think are nice tones to bring into the four of wands. Yes. And then last but not least, the eight of seeds, because basically I just love anything that looks like somebody oh, yes. in a kitchen filled with jars. So yes. the jars, rather than being for cups, the jars are each holding a seed. And uh-huh. there are all these different seeds. And I'm sure that they're based on actual seeds. Like one of them looks like a pine <laughs> nut, et cetera. But she's just like, you know, making some food. Making and, her stuff in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And it just feels so sweet and so loving and adorable. Yeah. And I think that as far as like WTF cards, the only thing that I really would want to point out is just those name changes and how it was a little bit tricky to remember which card meant what before reading through the like Z fold uh, little white book that's included. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think with the, for me, the court cards came more naturally once you understood it one time, but the major arcana cards, you may have to kind of go back remember. Totally. I completely agree. I totally agree. So I think that, oh, now it's time to pull a card for a relationship with the deck. But man, I, I'm so glad that you sent this one to me, Aster, because it okay, is good. so great. Good, good, good. Because I wasn't sure that you had ordered it. Because I think you ordered it and then just didn't say anything. I was like, okay, I, this seemed up really like up at Holly's alley, but maybe she just doesn't like it. <laughs> no, I think it's just distraction. <laughs> I've been neglecting all of my chats. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Well, I mean, we were just writing a book and doing everything at the same time. So yeah, exactly. Fun, so. Exactly. All right. So my relationship with this deck is the Emperor. Interesting. Oh, I'll take it. And my relationship is Justice. Oh, we both got major cards. Yeah. Huh. This is going to bring some niceness into my life. And I'm using one of Moonlit Faye's reader bags for oh, storage. same. I'm using Moonlit <laughs> Faye bag, too. Jenna. We make our favorite Look at stuff. us. Exactly. It is our favorite. Okay, so next week we will review Cosmic Slumber Tarot. And that's our show. Don't forget to Yay. send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com. And also tell your friends about us and write review us. It helps us grow. We, as always, we really appreciate any reviews that you send our way. So freaking much. If you want to send bad reviews, just ignore us and move on. Oh, yeah. We do not care. (laughs) Not that we don't care. If it's actually valid reasons, then we're fine. But then just send it to us directly and don't rate us with stars. Uh, Anyway, blah, 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 blah. That's my own (laughs) rant about rating almost anything. Like, yep. (laughs) Yep. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on uh, Facebook. Yep. 
And we also have a Discord that you can join. It'll you can yeah. li- the link will be in our show notes. And we also have merch. So if you feel like you want our face on a pillow or if on a tote bag or, or a tarot certification. You would like one of our very exclusive tarot certifications. <laughs> exactly, <Yep>. Esther. <laughs> you can uh, you can find that in our red bubble shop. Yeah. In, on a mug, in an actual certificate that you can sign and pretend it's signed from us. So. No, you just have to put your name in it. It's already been signed okay. by us. Okay, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's very official, Esther. <laughs> and remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We, we love, love you, you so much. <laughs> I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. Of-